Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. I, I, cannot, I cannot overstate, I cannot overstate the importance of an expectant spirit. Just, just coming together with God's people, knowing the word that says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. And with that, the attending reality that just because you came in sorrowful doesn't mean that you can't leave with joy. Just because you maybe have come in depleted doesn't mean that you can't leave filled to overflowing. Just because you came in a little bit anxious doesn't mean that you can't leave with the peace of God overflowing in your life that passes all understanding. And, and what a better day, what a better moment to come to the house of the Lord with an expectation than on the day that you've heard it mentioned several times already this morning, that on the day that we as a body, we as the body of Christ, look back through the annals of history and we find 120 people gathered together in an upper room praying and seeking God with that spirit of expectation and the spirit of the Lord filled that place where they were setting and began a brand new work in the life of the church and and introduced to us a brand new dynamic and it is a dynamic by which you and I if we will seek and if we will yield and we will enter into what is available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, you and I can live lives and lead experiences that far surpass things that are capable or possible to us in the human realm. As a matter of fact, today, our prayer for you throughout this series have, has been that you have been encouraged to draw closer to the Lord, that you are indeed discovering new things, new dimensions in your spiritual walk, and experiencing a deeper fellowship in the Holy Spirit. We're concluding this series today, Life in the Spirit, but while we're concluding the series, we pray that the, the, the principles expounded therein are an ongoing experience for you in your spiritual walk, in your discipleship, and in your relationship with the Lord. We pray today that you continue just to experience God in new and rich and ever-deepening ways. So today, as I said, we're going to conclude this series uh, but I pray that your pursuit of spiritual things has only just begun. I don't care where you are on the spectrum of experience with the Lord. I pray that today is a start point for new things. Amen? Yeah, you, you, may, you may have been saved for 50 years, baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I pray that today is a reset point for you, that, that today is a start point. From this day forward, you're going deeper. You're going deeper in the things of the Lord. Amen? Maybe you're here and you're a new believer today and you're just trying to figure out what deeper is. I pray that there's a spirit of revelation that comes over your life today and you know what deeper is before you leave this place. Amen? Praise the Lord. So um, maybe, maybe you hear, as we've been talking about this, this subject of life in the spirit, 
and maybe you you hear me say that you know God's desire for your life is that it overflow in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit and you may be like the church at Ephesus who when they were asked about the gospel and they were asked if they had received the Holy Spirit they said to, to the apostles said we don't even know that there's any such thing as a Holy Spirit we've never heard of this before uh, maybe that's where you're at today and you know you're just kind of questioning and maybe again that you're you're a long season saint and you have a lot of experience with with spiritual things but your your question may be uh, your next question may be whatever and if you're new to this and it is unfamiliar you might be asking why do I need the Holy Spirit and if you're a long tenured believer and you know about the Spirit I want to remind you of the answer to that question why you need the Holy Spirit and I, I want to share this with you today because you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made look over at your neighbor right now and just say you're you're great you are great you are great according to God's design for your life you are great you, you and I were knit together in our mother's womb with a purpose. And, and all of us, all of us in some measure, in some way, in some dynamic have been gifted and granted gifts and talents and abilities and God has just poured those things in us. But even with all of those things, even with all of the talents, even with all the natural abilities, in all of this, God never intended for you and I to fulfill his purpose in our power. God never intended for us, even though he gave us talents and abilities and he works through those things to, to bring his purpose to fruition in our lives, he never intended that the full of his plan for our lives be accomplished in our power. Because talent and ability will only get you so far. And in my word, I read of a God, the God that we serve, that he is the God of exceedingly abundantly above everything that we ask or think. And if I can do it in my talent, in my ability, I've got to be able to imagine it. But if I can't even think of it, then it lets me know that God wants to do more with my life than I could ever have imagined on my own much less more than I could have ever attained to by myself. See, here's the thing. The Lord wants you and I to live reliant upon his Holy Spirit to empower us to go beyond the possible. I got to say that again because that didn't, that didn't hit just right with some of you, but, but, but it's, it's going to hit this time. You're going you're gonna to grab hold of this. But he wants, the Lord wants you and I to live reliant upon his Holy Spirit because he wants to empower us to go beyond the possible. 
Think about the adversities in your life right now. Think about the mountains that stand before you. Think about the chasms that are too wide for you to bridge in your own power. You've got an awareness of things that are going on around you, but you know that you don't have the wherewithal to overcome. I'm telling you, there is an anointing available to the life of the believer today that can bridge the gap between what's possible and what God can do. Now, I'm going to share with you three very simple ways that God wants to take us beyond possible. Three very distinct ways I believe that God wants to take us beyond possible. God wants to take us beyond possible through the power of the Holy Spirit with an enlightened understanding of spiritual principles and practical situations. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean that even the disciples who walked with Jesus and talked with him here on this earth and observed him in operation in his earthly ministry could not fully grasp the message of the gospel until the resurrected Jesus came in and walked through the wall into the room where they were gathered and breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit and then their understanding was opened. I'm telling you today, church, if you're struggling to make sense of things in your life, if you're struggling to make sense of things that you see going on in the world around you, if you're struggling just to find the rhyme and the reason, I'm telling you there is a power of the Holy Spirit available to you and I to help us in that way. Listen, you're pretty smart. You, you've been around the block a few times. You, you may even consider yourself to be a pretty discerning person. And I, I've got to tell you this, kid. I, I just got to, I to call time out. One of my greatest, greatest, greatest grievances right now in my spirit, mine, mine and Pastor Lisa, we share this and we talk about it often. One of the greatest grievances in our heart right now and things that weigh on us and burden us so deeply is the glaring lack of discernment in the body of Christ. I mean, just, just sheer don't know. Don't know. There's, there's not a quickening in the Spirit. There's not an attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit. There's, there's, just, there's nothing resonating in the Spirit that is saying to people, obviously, and guiding them to say, this is the way, walk in it. In, in many instances, you know, the world has told us that we need to be open-minded and the sad reality is some of us have got so open-minded that our spiritual sense has fallen out. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives. When, when we reach the limits of our understanding, we have just begun to reach the bounty of God's wisdom. When we get to the point like Ezekiel that we're asking, we're faced with questions in this life, Ezekiel was taken out to a valley of dry bones and he was set out there and the Lord said to him, Son of man, can these bones live again? I can give you the Steve Evans version from this point forward. It would be to say, well, Lord, I, you know, it looks really dry and this is kind of bleak and, you know, according to physics and according to natural law and according to this and according to that and all of these impossibilities, I would begin to spew my rationale. 
But Ezekiel, in the wisdom of the Lord, said, God, I don't know whether those bones can live again. Only you know. And Lord, right now, I've reached the end of my understanding, and I'm going to look to yours. I'm going to look to your wisdom right now because you can show me things that exceed my ability to comprehend. And too often are the times that we run around in a frantic state and we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to map the best course. We're trying to create the best route. And we find out over and over and over that we didn't know as much about life and the situations we were facing and the circumstances that we were going through as we thought we did. Can I tell you, Life in the spirit is a life that will empower you to go beyond the possible. You don't have to live reliant on your own intellect, your own understanding. You can live reliant on the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Our theme for this entire year, the key verse of this idea of going deeper in Christ and going deeper in the things of God is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 where Paul writes and says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him but God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God I want to tell you today church the Holy Spirit wants to give you spiritual revelation he wants to give you spiritual understanding. You say, Pastor, I would read my Bible more, but I don't understand it. Read it anyway and rely on the Holy Spirit. Get in that word. Look to the eternal wisdom of God and say, God, I understand the words that are on the page, but I don't understand the principle. I don't understand the precept. Help me, Lord, where I'm weak because I realize that when I can recognize the boundaries of my understanding I've just tapped into the bounty of your wisdom and God will show you it's called the illumination of the Holy Spirit he will enlighten our thoughts he will illuminate our thoughts that we can understand I want to tell you what about your practical life you you face real situations in this life right everything's not spiritual or so we think it actually is we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places but sometimes that manifests itself in a very practical way there are hindrances there are hardships there are things that come at us and I want to tell you something God is interested in the tough decisions that you and I have to make and God wants to give you insight and understanding into what's going on around you sometimes you just want to know the right thing to do right and and Paul when he was dealing with with the Jews who rejected Christ uh, as a preacher he may not have known exactly what to do about it or how to speak to it and sometimes you may find yourself in that situation as well as a parent you may not know how to handle it as a as a leader you may not know how to handle it as a friend you may not know how to speak to it but Paul to these people that he was facing a, a difficult decision with he comes to them and he says I am speaking the truth in Christ and I'm not lying why because my my conscience enlightened I'm reading from the amplified version because it, it brings such clarity there my conscience enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit is bearing witness to me 
I'm not, I'm not relying on the sense I can make of it. I'm relying on one who sees things that I don't to guide me. And right now I'm being guided to speak to this situation. It's a very tense and difficult space to be, but I am reliant on the Holy Spirit to guide me. I want to tell you something. Think, think with me for just a moment. Think reflectively right now in this moment about some things that you're facing right now and you're just like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Can I, I just want to tell you, Jesus cares about that decision. Jesus cares about that decision. And you, here's the thing. You don't have to understand all the dynamics of the situation. You don't have to be able to say, well, this is a spirit of this or that's a spirit of that. All you need to do is be listening to and living reliant upon the wisdom of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And it'll be as it was in Isaiah chapter 30 when the prophet says, your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, he's going to be there and he will be guiding you. But you have to live life in the Spirit. You have to be a spiritual person. You have to be somebody who is pursuant of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The second thing that the Lord wants to do in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit is, you know, you hear us often say that prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. We, we, we watch the evening news. We get all worked up about what we see and, you know, what we don't understand and all these things. And we've got so many question marks abounding in our minds. And, and then we come together and, and, and we get in the house of the Lord and we, we huddle up and we say, oh, it's a, it's a terrible thing going on in the world. And there are, I'm not making light of those situations, but I'm just saying we, we just kind of clamor a little bit. You know, and, and almost fall into hand wringing because we don't understand everything. And, but, but when the Spirit of the Lord brings clarity and revelation, then He's going he's to also help us and aid us in our prayer lives because sometimes when you and I know things, we do so with the attending knowledge that we're incapable of handling those things on our own. And we do know oftentimes in this life that we need some supernatural help we need the lord to intervene how many of you are facing something right now you know you need supernatural help you need you need the lord's intervention right now in your life your situation your circumstance you need god to show up and show off right now and it is possible for you and i to pray and as we pray we can certainly employ our intellect we can lean on our understanding. We can utilize our vocabulary to entreat God to move on our behalves. And I'm not saying that prayer has to be something complex and that, you know, you have to be able to say all the right things in order to get God to listen to you. If you think about Elijah on the Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal, they prayed, they shouted, they screamed, they cut themselves, they danced around for hours and hours and hours, but Baal never answered because he was incapable because he's not a thing. But with a very simple 60-something word prayer, 
The man of God steps forward and he calls on God and prays fire down out of heaven that consumes the sacrifices and licks up all the water in the trenches around and destroys most of the prophets of Baal. So I'm, I'm not saying to you today that, that there's not a value in praying in your understanding because there is. When your friend comes to you and they've got hardships in their lives and they can enumerate those problems to you, you can stand there with them and you can pray in your understanding and believe God to move and it doesn't have to be profound, it doesn't have to be complex, it can be very simple but just expressing a reliance on God and in that moment God can show up and work miracles in their lives and it can happen. And we know from history that even the simplest of prayers can move the heart and the hand of God. But while it's possible for us to pray, the full potential of our prayer life is not something, again, that God expects us to achieve in our own strength. In order for you to pray most effectively, God is not expecting you to figure it all out to be able to say all the right things. But his anticipation, his expectation of you and I is that when we get down to pray, we would have that spirit of understanding and enlightenment and we would know and we would see what's going on in the world around us and we would begin to view life through spiritual eyes and we would indeed understand that, it, that it's not flesh and blood against whom we wrestle but, but principality and power and spiritual wickedness in high places and we would understand that there's nothing in our own strength that we can do about it and we need God to intervene and we would fall on our faces with a reliance on a holy God a miracle working God a God that turns graves into gardens to show up and do something miraculous in that situation but even that God's not looking to you and I to do it all in our own strength but he wants us to pray a spirit anointed prayer as a matter of fact, Paul's writing to the Roman church again in chapter 8, and he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For when we do not know what we should pray for or how to pray as we ought, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That word helps right there is a long Greek word that I'm not going to try, and it means to take part with. That as you and I, even in the most perplexing of situations, set our sights on God with a heart of faith that says, God, I can't take it anymore. I can't handle it as it is. I need something outside of myself that we posture ourselves in a place of reliance on God that as we are there, the helper comes. The paraclete, the, the, the helper of heaven comes down and he begins to participate in that with us. As a matter of fact, if we are yielded in that, he will take the process over and begin to pray through us with groanings that can't be uttered. And he'll, he'll, he'll find it interesting here that, that Paul said to the Corinthian church that if he prayed in tongues, his understanding was unfruitful. And that's a prayer as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now, 
if we look at this word here that Paul uses in Romans 8 26 that is is interpreted or translated weaknesses weakness here might be defined as the boundaries of our human possibilities okay so when we're praying and we brush up against that boundary of our understanding Paul says that when we pray in the spirit our understanding doesn't necessarily need to be fruitful to begin with are you with me our understanding is not what's key here our willingness to pray with a yieldedness to the Holy Spirit and he begins to inspire and he begins to make utterances through us according to the perfect will of God and I want to tell you today church you have never prayed a more powerful prayer than you will pray in the spirit according to the will of God the word says Jesus said if you ask anything according to what my will you will have it I'm preaching better than y'all are helping right now mm -hmm. but the spirit joins us in our prayer and intercedes through us in a way that cannot be grasped by human understanding now in, in verse 27 Paul continues and says now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit uh, knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God listen where you lack physical moral or mental strength to pray appropriately where you lack spiritual insight where you were maybe timid in your prayer the spirit makes intercession according to the will of God for your life when you pray in the spirit, I believe that you're trusting God for things that you would have never let come out of your mouth with your understanding. Why? First of all, because you couldn't have imagined it because he's the God of exceedingly abundantly above everything that we think or imagine. I hope y'all are writing this down. My goodness. If you want your prayer life to change, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Listen y'all just need to go ahead and stand up okay I'm only two-thirds the way through but but you need to stand up because you, you just you don't need to be too comfortable right now okay some some of you you've you've reached the statute of limitations on your ability just to sit there and pay attention I got gotcha. you I'm, I'm reading the room I'm feeling the vibe right here are you excited to be in the house of the Lord Are, are, you, are, you, are you excited for what God's about to do in your life right now in the next few moments? See, it's incredible that the Spirit of the Lord will help us in surpassing our limitations in the ways previously enumerated. And the Word says to everything there is a season and a purpose. And there is a time for us to understand. There's a time for us to understand things. And there's a time to pray. There's a time for us to understand things and, and there is certainly a need for prayer. But there are also times when understanding the situations of life and praying about them will not by themselves yield a solution to the problem. 
And I believe that's where a lot of us are right now. We know we're facing hardship, difficulty, this and this and this and this and all these things. But we live defeated and we live discouraged. And yes, we have prayed about them. And yes, we've even uttered a few words in tongues while we're praying about them. And, and the Spirit has prayed through us. I get all that. I understand it. And I can appreciate that. But in the Old Testament, let me illustrate this for you. In the Old Testament, when the Israelites were led by a man named Joshua, there came a time when the sinful acts of the people blew a great blow of defeat, dealt a great blow of defeat to the nation. And, and understanding that and knowing that, Joshua is found in a posture of prayer Understanding that he can't fix this issue apart from God's intervention. And he's there praying and he's calling out to God. And, and he's, he's, just, he's waiting on the Lord. He understood all the ramifications of the situation. And Joshua's on his face crying out before the Lord, before the presence of God. Do you know what God says in that moment? He didn't say, oh, oh, my goodness, Joshua, no, wait a minute. It's not supposed to be this way. Here, let me fix it for you, buddy. Wait, just, just wait right there, Joshua. I'll fix this. Hold on, I promise, I'll fix this. No, 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 that's not what the Lord said at all. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Get up. Why are you lying here on your face like this? Get up. And I've got to tell you something, church. Sometimes you'll face things in this life when it's impossible for you to stand in your own strength. You can try all you want to. You can sit and reason with yourself and apply all the logic that you have in the resource of your understanding. And it won't be enough for you to be able to get up. Life is happening to you, around you, on you, and in you. It's in your heart, it's in your mind, it's in your home, it's in your workplace, it's all around you. And we don't know how we'll ever drag ourselves up again. But I believe in the spirit in this place right now. There's a voice calling out to the child of God that's saying, get up, get up, get up. Why are you lying on your face? Get up. You've been made more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. Get up. The victory has been guaranteed. March on, saint of God. And I've come to tell you today that the helper the comforter, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit has come to enable you and I to go beyond what is possible to us in our own strength. See, it wasn't possible for Peter to stand before a small crowd and a young girl and confess Jesus Christ as his Lord. As a matter of fact, he denied Jesus three times. He had, he had gifted Peter in a number of ways. Jesus had called Peter to be a fisher of men. He had blessed him with a tenacious personality, but it wasn't enough to stand in the moment of decision. And then something happened that changed Peter's life, and I believe something's about to happen in this room right now that's going to change your life. And the word records it this way, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place with one accord. 
And there came a sound from heaven like as a mighty rushing wind. And, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. You say, Pastor, what's that? I'm telling you, that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And it didn't go anywhere. It didn't die with an apostle. It didn't fade off the scene. But he is alive and he's well today. And he's warm wanting to pour it out on you and me on our sons and our daughters they're going to be poured out the anointing and the power of God our young men are going to dream dreams and our old men see visions we're going to see our sons and our daughters prophesy in this generation under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and suddenly Suddenly, a man who was unable to stand and proclaim Christ before a handful of people was able to stand. He was able to get up. He was able to get up and say, repent, every one of you before thousands. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off and as many as will call on the name of the Lord our God. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.